Hello, Laura. Thank you for being here today. And uh, to my listeners, I'd like to say welcome to you also. And uh, we have Laura DeFranco as our guest today. Laura is a therapist, uh, a holistic physical therapist, an author of six books and a third degree black belt in Taekwondo. And her website is bravehealer.com. Uh, Laura, thank you for being on the show today. And uh, I'd like you to just share a little bit about your background and the things that you like doing before we, we jump right into the topic today, which is going to be on mindset and the entrepreneur. Awesome. I, you know, mindset is one of my very favorite topics. And I think that um, mastering my own mindset is what got me uh, to where I am today, which is really helping other healers be seen and be out loud with their messages and their stories so that they can build their businesses and really um, do what they were called to do in the world. And it really, that really gets me going. I, um, I feel so energized and inspired to help people do that. I've been working as a holistic physical therapist for about 26 years and during that journey I started to use writing as a healing tool for myself mm -hmm. and then it kind of just morphed into blogging for people about my business and then you know blogging about what matters to me in the world and now I'm doing all kinds of crazy things about sharing that story those those stories with people yeah, I saw I saw one interview that you did and you were or actually it was a Facebook live that you were doing on your own page and you were sharing uh, a poem of yours and stuff. So you a lot of your healing and stuff for your own personal stuff comes out as poetry. Is that right or Oh, thank you for asking about that. That's, you know, it's funny. It's not something I put in my bio that I'm a spoken word poet. Um, but just over this past year, I've been showing up to open mic nights and reciting my poetry. And I have four, four of my six published books are actually poetry journals. So I have a lot of poetry. And yes, uh, you know, when I connect to that unlimited creative source inside of me, this stuff flows out and it's been really exciting. Oh, great. So jumping into the topic of, of mindset, what are some of the, uh, where would you like to start with that? Where, where do you like to begin with somebody when you're working with them? Well, I mean, first of all, I would love to share with your listeners that whatever it is you want to do in the world, you better start with mindset mm -hmm. because it's the one thing that if it's not in place, um, solid and steady enough, there's always going to be an issue with whatever it is in the future if you don't have the foundation of awareness and mindset going for you. So really it is, I think, the single most important tool for anyone, but especially business owners and entrepreneurs who are up-leveling their lives. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should even explain by what we mean by mindset. Um, some people might think of just in terms of, you know, positive thinking or, um, you know, just thinking and it will manifest, um, physically manifest or things like that. And we're, you know, we're not, we're not 
necessarily saying no to that and we're not necessarily saying that that's all there is to it. Um, so when you're talking about mindset, how would you define it? Well, I mean, I love that you included positive thinking in that and certainly that's a piece of it, but I really mm -hmm. think that the foundation is awareness. Yeah. And being a hands-on healer that I am, um, it started for me with body awareness. And so you have to be able to feel what's going on. And you have to be able to observe your own thoughts. So it's the awareness. So mindset is really about awareness first and foremost, because if you um, aren't noticing what you're feeling and thinking, then you don't have a choice to do anything about it. So it's with the awareness that you get the choice to choose the mindset that better serves your desires, your dreams, your goals for your business. You have to be practicing that awareness first. So, you know, what does that mean? I mean, there's a lot of names for the practice, awareness, mindfulness, mm -hmm. um, meditation. I hate, I hate to use the, the M word meditation because people tend to think, I mean, like sit on a pillow for an hour every day. And while that's helpful, it's um, not completely necessary to start a really badass practice of awareness. Yeah. And so, yeah, I really think it starts with being aware. And then where does it go from there? Where, what's the next step <laughs> for awareness? You know, one really awesome thing to remember is that this is a lifelong practice that mm -hmm. you will get better and better and better at. And in the beginning, sometimes it can feel difficult and sometimes painful even because it requires you to look at the dirt of your own life and feel really the feelings that you're having, right? So the next step is to, I think the next step after you've been practicing that is to really understand what you want. Gosh, it sounds so simple to say that, right? Understand what you want in life and business. But when I ask that question to some of my clients or students, some of them look at me and say, I don't know. I don't know, you know? And so here's the cool thing about not knowing, mm -hmm. because uh, I know that it sounds bad, but being in that place of uncertainty where you can create whatever you want is actually a really exciting place to be. So don't worry if you don't know, but have that be your next best step as getting clear about your desires. And I believe there was probably a generation of us taught to not feel and not really, um, it was selfish to go for things like our desires, you know? So we, mm -hmm. we just decided to work hard instead. We didn't even really know what we were working hard for. It was just the success and the achievement. But um, if you didn't start off with really knowing what lights you up, then how can you even go down any path from there? You know? Sure. So I know that sounds like a lot to talk about in, in that one question, but it's really important to understand what you want. And my, my, the most powerful tool I've used for this awareness is journaling. So um, if, you, if you don't know uh, yet, you'll know uh, very quickly when you check out my stuff that I believe that writing and journaling is one of the most powerful tools for self-reflection and awareness that you can use. And I'm not really talking about writing for the world to read. I'm just talking about writing to feng shui your soul, writing to move the stuff out of you, to clear a space so that you can get connected with that creative channel that we all have access to. 
Okay. Now, a lot of people I know, and myself included, um, struggle with journaling. <laughs> so, what, yes. what is your what is um, when you're when you're talking about journaling? I, I know you you mentioned that you weren't talking about um, writing to the world, um, <laughs> but when you are journaling, it doesn't have to be pages and pages. Although it may be, but it doesn't have to be pages and pages, right? It could be just a real you know, it's just taking some time to examine what's going on inside of you and then putting down a few words about it. It could be as simple as that. Is that right? It can be really, really simple. And as soon as you start to set rules for yourself, you'll, you'll not succeed, especially if you're already not feeling great about using the tool. I mean, there's so many different reasons people don't want to do or use this practice. And I like to bust up the excuses for people. So if, if that's one of them, yeah, you can have it be very simple. In fact, set the timer on your iPhone for three minutes and write as fast as you can about whatever is in front of your face for three minutes. And that could be a piece of, you know, really it's about shifting the energy and the actual act of the writing. And a lot of the times it's just a simple three minute writing prompt, something like I feel fill in the blank. It could be that simple and it could be a huge door that you open um, for much more writing to come through. It can mm-hmm. be quite magical, actually. But, you know, there are a lot of excuses. You know, we don't have time to journal every day. We think it has to be this or has to be that. But what if it was just three minutes and you started off the process? Mm-hmm. Um, another one that gets in people's way is they're actually afraid to really write about their life because maybe someone in the house is going to find the journal and start to read it. Right. And so they don't have the privacy. They don't want to start writing things out. They're afraid of somebody reading it. Well, to that one, I say it's more about the process than keeping the words in a book. So tear the pages out and you can burn them later. (laughs) It solves the problem because it's the process of the energetic shift that the writing creates of moving that from the inside to the outside. It's the shift you're after in the beginning. And then later on, when you want to become a famous writer and write for the world, then things are going to change, right? And you're going to want to keep your writing on your computer or in journals. But in the beginning, yeah, no rules. No <laughs> rules. Okay. Now, in bringing this back into to an entrepreneur or somebody who's thinking about leaving their corporate world or they, they have this idea that they want to start developing – Um, How is this um, process going to be um, beneficial for them? Well, I use writing to heal myself and the world. And that's how it's going to happen for anybody who uses this tool. Because when you start to write your stories and you begin to share the pieces of your life that resonate with prospective clients, there's the no like and trust factor there. It takes a lot of courage to write something out loud, like a blog, like that the world is going to read. But when you really share those pieces of your story, you know, people are very interested in how people got from there to here. They want to see what, you know, crap you had to overcome and what tools you learned and really the lessons you learned in your life to get through it. 
but we're all afraid of sharing those pieces because we want to um, put out the front of being that person that's already here, successful. I don't need to talk about all that stuff in my past. Well, actually, your prospective clients aren't where you are. They are over there. So you have to be able to share these stories in a way that inspires them. Mm -hmm. And being honest and courageous about your storytelling and your sharing is going to be the way that you use this writing as a tool eventually. In the beginning, sometimes you just have to write without the expectation that anyone's going to read it at first. If you're really stuck there, yeah. you know, but sooner or later when the flow is going, you won't have to worry about it. It's going to be an incredible tool. Plus, if you're an entrepreneur, the, the longer you are one, the more you're going to need to write. You're, you're going to want to write website copy and blogs, and you're going to maybe want to write your book one day. Mm -hmm. And so, so, you know, writing is a really important, powerful tool for every entrepreneur. Yeah, it's a, it's a great process and it's a great tool for, like you said, in develop, you know, when you're, when you're at that point um, to start developing a relationship and uh, with your potential customers and clients depending on what type of business you're going into, it really does create a likability and that trust factor with people. And that's, that's incredibly important. Now, one of the things I like to ask my guests is if they're willing to share uh, a struggle or some difficulty they had in getting started in business and then what they learned from it. Um, so I was wondering, do you have something, some story like that you'd like to share? <laughs> always right we all have these kinds of stories because you know what are these journeys without a few struggles right I think I love yeah. to say you know give me the big problems because the big problems mean big victories yeah so um, it's okay yes definitely they're all huge opportunities so I think in the beginning for me, both with starting the physical therapy practice and then later starting the, an online presence um, and coaching and workshops and writing books was, you know, getting in front of people face to face, whether in the beginning it was marketing, going door to door and actually talking to doctors, you, you know, to refer me clients. But Nowadays, it's really about getting in front of prospective clients and speaking, speaking out loud. And so blogging is one thing, but then to actually be in front of somebody and be able to articulate your message in a way that makes you feel worthy and confident and good is a whole nother level of challenge. And in the beginning, believe it or not, I was um, severely shy and couldn't even really be face to face with somebody and look them in the eye and really be in my own confident skin. It was painful for me to do that. Mm -hmm. And so the process of healing that I needed to move through to, to be, you know, that, that woman that I really wanted to be, which was confident and worthy and be able to share my message. You know, I had really big gifts to offer people, but was too afraid to actually talk about it. So now I laugh, you know, because um, how are people going to ever find you or know about you or anything if you're still too afraid to share your story? So I moved through that challenge. I stepped up to the plate over and over and over again with the fear. 
Mm-hmm. That's the tip I think I'd like to share with your audience is that you got to be afraid and do it anyway. You have yeah. to be willing to feel that feeling inside of you and pick a new action that's going to serve that desire or the dream or the goal that you have. And right inside of that action is actually the magic, really. Yeah, I, I find that very true for myself, too. You know, you have this, um, this you, one of the things that you have to realize is that you're ready before you realize you're ready. You know, and, and one of the things, one of my mentors um, in, in marketing is Dan Kennedy. And one of the things he says quite often is, good is good enough. You know, you have to get your first edition of the product or whatever, you know, to the level where it's good, it's going to be beneficial to people, it's going to serve them, and then you need to launch it. And then you can work on improving it. Whether it's a book, you know, you, you got to get that first edition out there. You got to, you know, um, if it's a course, you got to get that first course out there and get it out there and start helping people. And in that process of serving and helping people, you're going to learn how to improve upon it. So you're ready, you know, you're ready before exactly. you realize it, you know. And, exactly. Uh, I love that. I love that you brought that up. And, you know, my very first workshop was a beta program. Mm-hmm. So if, if y'all don't know what beta means, it just means it was my first run of the program. And I basically jumped into it before I was ready. Mm-hmm. I decided that I needed to just, do it, like create the content, give it a run. And in the process of running that beta program, I would learn everything I needed to know for the next round. And that was true. That exactly happened for me. But if I hadn't been brave enough to just run the program, I don't know where I would be today, actually. I would probably still be stuck and paralyzed and not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a matter of taking that risk. Now, one of the things when you're getting started and you start sharing your dream with people. Let's talk a little bit about sharing your dream because we're going to run into dream killers. I don't want to just focus on dream killers, but I think it's a reality. (laughs) I think it's something that's very important that we prepare people for. Um, and, And so just talk on that a little bit. Talk about maybe your experience with dream killers, no naming names, but, um, you know, we'll share, share well, whatever you'd like to on the subject. What a great topic because we're all going to run into this. Listen, I became very unapologetic about setting a boundary with this. And there was a certain point in my life where I decided that dream killers were not allowed in my inner circle. And getting to that place wasn't easy. I'm not telling you this was an easy process to get to that unapologetic place where I was just, you know, um, not accepting those kinds of toxic people in my life, whether they be friends or family or whoever they were. Um, But it really is key that you get, we're going to talk about that mindset thing again now. It's key that you get into the mindset of what that big desire and dream is for you, your big why, and you make something out of that and put it in front of your face every single day. And I'm talking about like a literal sign that you've written with your mission statement on your big why. And 
you read that out loud to yourself every single day and you talk to people who support it and you make connections and collaborations with people who believe in it because as soon as the dream killer comes along, what happens? Our mindset goes in the toilet. We start, we dive into the pit where that inner critic voice lives and all of a sudden the messages become, you're not good enough. This isn't good enough. Nobody's going to want it. You're going to fail, blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So um, I can't go there anymore. Like I've just set a, a very firm boundary about dream killers. <laughs> yeah. And know, I suggest that you all find that for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, it's incredibly important that you protect your mind and your mindset. And one of the things that I've learned is that there's really a difference between your inner circle, especially when you're talking about your business, and then your friends and your family. Just because somebody is your friend in a family doesn't mean they have the right to be in your inner circle. And your inner circle could be somebody who you just check in with once a month or once a week or whatever, and they can live on a whole nother continent, especially with today's technology. You know, that's, that's the person who's going to be your cheerleader. And then when it comes to your family or something, a particular person who's very dear to you, but they can tend to be a dream killer, you just say, this topic is off limits with you. You know, you, you, you don't have... If you're not going to encourage me on this, then we're not going to talk about this. I love you. You know, let's go out to dinner. Let's have some ice cream. Let's check out a movie. But let's not talk about this. And if they're not good with that, you know, you're going to have to make some kind of accommodations. You know, there's a difference between family and inner circle is basically what I'm yeah, getting. Yeah, isn't it? Definitely. And isn't it crazy that some of the people that are supposed to be the closest to us that have known us the longest end up being the dream killers? Like yeah. what the, you know, like uh, with that. And, and so that is reality for a lot of people that I've met, especially the guys and gals that I'm helping. They're sharing per personal stories. They're, they're trying to be out loud about their stories um, and their messages. And that is, really tough sometimes because they have family or friends who are still living and they're worried about upsetting or offending or disappointing somebody with those sure. words. But, you know, the thing is, is when you take responsibility for your own healing process, sometimes putting that story out loud, not sometimes, most all the times it's healing you. And so who are you going to prioritize at this point? those people or yourself. And you know, I know you know, Rick, that if you don't start with yourself, you're not going to be able to do it. Yeah, you know, you have to take care of yourself. You can't take care of other people or help other people from a position of weakness and, or a position of, of um, well, uh, of weakness or, or insecurity. You need to start working on that. It, that doesn't mean you, you don't ever have a thought of insecurity or something like that. But you learn to recognize that that's just a thought. You allow it to pass through and move on, that you really do have something. I may get this quote wrong from you, but I seem to remember, and it might have been uh, on an interview that I saw you with, or it might have been on one of your Facebook lives, but you shared um, you're born, so you're worth it. 
I believe oh, yeah. that was a court yeah, you were, yeah, you're you're you were born so you're worthy. Your message worthy. matters. And what That's if the very pain you're still a little afraid to share was exactly the thing that somebody needs to hear to change their life for the better? That's the that's the full version of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's powerful. Yeah, we have a few minutes left yet. So do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Expand on that a little bit? Or? <laughs> well, I mean, essentially, that was my journey, um, you know, and so I don't mind sharing with that with people is just um, from a childhood where I was learning uh, things and conditioned to think that I wasn't worthy and that my voice didn't really matter and that it didn't really matter what I said. I wasn't really going to be listened to. And, you know, we all go through things in our childhood where we're learning things about ourselves. And what we don't realize at the time, obviously, is how powerful that's going to be later, especially if we're here actually making the choice to be play a little bigger in the world, you know, as an entrepreneur. So it's all perfect because all, like we said earlier, all of those challenges that we come up against, every single one of those is an opportunity to um, do what we want to do. So in the worthiness department, and it really, you know, you're worthy when you think you're worthy. So you, why not start today, guys and gals? Like you're worthy. You were born, so you're worthy. Yeah. And, you know, I, I believe I'm speaking for both of us when we say, you know, we believe in you. You know, you can do this. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I mean, we don't know you personally, but you can do this. Okay, so say there's a listener out there who would like to get in touch with you. They, they like what they've heard from you. Um, how, how can they do that? What's the best way to reach out to you? Oh, man, I'd love to talk to you guys. You know, if you go on to bravehealer.com, I have a really awesome thing that I offer at the top you'll see the opt-in and dropping your email in there means that you can actually get on the phone with me for 30 minutes and if you've got a dream about sharing your story in a bigger way maybe you're a healer an author an artist an entrepreneur and you're still just a little bit stuck in the doubt and fear about what kind of stories to tell and how to tell them in a way that makes you feel really good and brave. Um, I am your gal and that free 30 minutes is for you to get started. Just a little bit of inspiration and a little bit of strategy for you. So I hope you guys will take advantage of that. It's at bravehealer.com. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, Lori, uh, uh, sorry, Lori, Laura. <laughs> Laura, it was a pleasure having you on today's show and uh, really appreciate all the gems that you shared for our listeners today. And I wish you the best. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Rick. Yeah, it was my pleasure.